Are you at peace? There's plenty of stuff going on in our world that would disrupt peace. A Michigan teen shooting in school. We all saw it. On the national news, even. Uh, You can't turn on any news broadcast for more than a minute and you realize our political landscape, can we just be open? Our political landscape, friends, is a freak show right now. The constitutional hearings in the courts and it is all blowing up. Obviously, COVID and its effects on our world and state and then after all that we went through with our lockdowns, and here we would live in the state with the number one percentage of COVID contraction at this point in time. It's just the craziest thing. What's going on in your community? What's going on in your job? What's going on in your marriage and family and your life and your health? You know, costs are rising and supplies are decreasing, and then we hear reports on this new COVID variant And you know what, we're already hearing about midterm elections. Forget midterm, we're already hearing about the next presidential election. And that's three years away. And then I heard on the news the other day that we might even get snow in northern Michigan this year. It's like one thing after another after another, and it's really hard to be at peace. Really hard. I want to give us a a working definition and description of peace this morning and we're going to be talking about this if you want to get a jump start go to john 14 the gospel of john chapter 14 here's what peace is peace is a state or period in which there is no conflict or war and then it is freedom from disturbance It's tranquility. So freedom from disturbance, is that where you are at right now? Are you really free from disturbance? Do you really feel tranquil, calm, not really bothered? What's going on in your heart today? Are you experiencing peace right now? So this is what we're talking about today, is what we're talking about the next two weeks. We're talking about peace in our world talking about peace with what we have, and then we're talking about peace with God. So Christmas is a time that we think about peace. In fact, when the angels were present with the shepherds, there's this phrase that they said, I know it'll ring a bell for you, they said, peace on earth. How does it finish? Good. Yeah, so peace on earth. I mean, that was the angels' first statement. Then let me uh, go through your memory. Then there's the Christmas song, God rest, ye merry gentlemen. Let nothing, let's see if you're with me, let nothing you, oh, dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. Or there's a little town of Bethlehem, how, do you guys remember these songs? Have you ever sung Christmas songs? A little town of Bethlehem, how still we see the lie. Still. 
And then we, then we go on, oh, silent night, holy night. All is calm. All is bright. And some are thinking right now, calm, bright, still, comfort, joy. Like, are you kidding me? Brian, do you know the, the world we're living in right now? Like, do you know my life? I'm not experiencing any of that in this moment. And so here's a question I want to ask you. What keeps us from peace? What is keeping you right now from peace? Now, if it's the person next to you, now's not the time to bring that up. But what keeps you from peace? So here, Christmas is the time of Christ coming to earth, and I want to show you a passage, John 14, of actually when Christ was about to leave the earth. John 14. This was not a time of peace. Judas was going to betray Jesus Christ, turn him over to venomous religious leaders. Jesus was just about to be killed. And Jesus pulls his disciples together and he wants them to understand he's just about to die. He's just about to not be with him much longer. And so in his final words with his disciples, he mentions this. He says, in just a little while, I will be with you no more. I'm gone. There's a few other things that he mentioned that would not bring them peace. Follow these along. He said, so not only am I not going to be with you much longer, in between chapter 14 and 16, here's words he says to them. I'll be with you no longer. The prince of this world, Satan, is coming. That probably wouldn't bring you much peace. Then he tells them, the world hates you. It's another thing in those chapters. Here's something else he says. You will weep and mourn when the world rejoices. He also says, now's your time of grief. He goes on, he says, a time is coming when you will be scattered. And then he finishes everything at the end of chapter 16. And he says, in this world, you will have trouble. So these aren't really pick-me-up words of Jesus through chapter 14, 15, and 16 in John. In fact, Jesus actually does a mic drop on some truth bombs here for them. Life is going to be hard. It is going to be difficult. You are going to cry. You're going to experience loss. You're going to have trouble. This is not going to be easy. Because of sin and wrong, we're going to have major issues here in our world. And friends, it is not going away until Jesus Christ comes back. This is job security for pastors right here. Like if you ever see me in the unemployment line, people say, well, what did you do? And I say, well, I, you know, I was a pastor back when there used to be trouble in the world. We know that's just not going to happen. There's always going to be a problem. There's always going to be issues in our world all the way until the day that Jesus Christ comes back. So can I just do this right now? I, I, I know we all have our own life context that we just brought into the room. This is what Jesus said to these guys. Imagine if you're sitting with a relative and they tell you, I have one week to live. This is what Jesus said. I'm gonna die. 
I'm going. This is not a time of peace. So if this doesn't blow you away, I don't know what will. Jesus drops this truth, and friend, if you're awake for the next 10 seconds and this is all you hear, this is what you need to hear. This is exactly what you need to hear. Here's the truth Jesus gives him. Life doesn't need to be peaceful to be full of peace. Did you catch that? Does this resonate a little bit? Life does not need to be peaceful to be full of peace. Can I just talk right into your heart right right now? Like, if your life is not peaceful, if you're going through loss, if you feel anxious, if you're concerned about our world, if you're concerned about your family, Jesus told these guys in their worst discovery in that moment, life doesn't need to be peaceful to be full of peace. And so here's how this John 14 works out. He mentions there is going to be a rough road ahead. So this is the first thing. If you're, if you're outlining, if you're journaling, or whatever may be the case, John 14, as we, as we just work down through this, John 14, 1, this is what's going to happen here. So John 14, look at it with me if you would. Jesus opens up and he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So Jesus reveals to them there's hard times coming, but then he says this word, do not let your hearts be troubled. And so the word troubled means this. It's like that of fast running waters. It means to agitate or to stir. So I just want you to get a picture in your mind like you're seeing on the screen of a stream bed. And this is actually where the word comes from for troubled. It means fast running waters. Now what makes these waters troubled or stirred or agitated are all of these rocks, all of these obstacles, all of the unevenness disheveledness of that stream bed. And so, just like this, Jesus is saying, you know, the word trouble, don't let your heart be like this. We know that there are challenges, obstacles. We know that there are things in your life that could cause your waters of your heart to move along in a rapid way, in a stirred way, in this troubled way. And so like a stream, if our lives had that smooth base and there weren't any obstacles or challenges, we would just coast right along and it would look beautiful. And Jesus said, though, that's not the way it's going to be. Let not your heart be troubled. So this is what Jesus is saying. I'm going to tell you what he didn't say. Jesus didn't say, let not your life be troubled. Okay? He said, let not, say it with me, let not your what? Yeah, he didn't say let not your life, let not your heart. There's a difference. So here's the phrase we need to remember. Just because your life is troubled doesn't mean you need to be. So Jesus didn't say let not your life be troubled, let your heart be not troubled, and what is the difference? One is inevitable, Your troubled life is inevitable. Just like the disciples 
Our lives are going to have problems. We're going to lose loved ones. We're going to face financial loss and job issues and family challenges and health struggles and mistreatment. Troubled lives are inevitable. Troubled hearts are optional. Troubled lives inevitable. Troubled hearts optional. And here's why, because Jesus works right into it, verse 1 and on down. So let me just read verse 1 again, all the way down through verse 4. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So my father's house has many rooms, and if it were not so, would I have told you that? I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back, take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. So here Jesus says, you know, there's a rough road ahead, but then he says this, there's a resource of real peace. There's a resource of real peace. And so here's what Jesus drops on him right here. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in in me. So he's pointing out he is the resource of real peace. Now, if you were to look at verse 27 of the same chapter, John 14, 27, here's the words that Jesus says to you. I'll put them up on the screen. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Now, I don't give you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. So Jesus says, you know what, I I don't give you the peace like the world gives. I have something different. I'm a different resource than that. So to be discussing this here this morning, there's a lot of counterfeit peace out there. Society peddles peace in many forms. So you just think about what kind of peace can the world give to settle your troubled life. And so there's, there's a few things I'm just gonna mention. You may even have some in your mind right now. The world can oftentimes give substances to give you peace. Here, smoke this. Take this. Shoot this. You know, this is even legal now. It will give you peace. Or they'll give you a bottle, drink this, try this. This will settle you. You'll down your problems with this. They may give you purchases. You know what? If you just buy more, it'll make you feel better. You know, get the things that you want, then you'll have peace. Or relationships. If you just had that guy, if you just had that gal, if you just felt love, if you just gave yourself to another, if you just got married, you know, marriage will bring you peace. Wink, wink, all you married people out there. I I read... um, Story of a gal at a cocktail party trying to look happy. It was obvious she was not. And a friend noticed she had this massive, huge, sparkling rock on her finger. And and the woman just gushed. She's like, wow, what a gorgeous diamond. Yeah, the woman said. And and then the woman said, yeah, it's it's a Callahan diamond. Callahan diamond? I've never heard of that. And she said, yeah, it comes with the Callahan curse. I said, the Callahan curse, what's that? 
Mr. Callahan. (laughs) Some people think, if I just get this, if I just get that, that'll give me peace. Jesus says, friend, I, I don't give you peace like that. Tune into this, okay? I don't give peace like the world gives. If we're looking at the two things, can we, can we talk about it openly? Because the world says, I don't want my life to be troubled. I don't want my life to be troubled. And so then they do things to take care of their troubled life. If I take this pill, if I take this bottle, if I get this relationship, if I get out of that relationship, if I end up buying more and more things, if I do all of this, my life won't be troubled. Jesus says, whoa, ho, I don't give you peace like that. That that doesn't solve problems. That's a temporary patch or a Band-Aid. Jesus doesn't say, don't let your light be troubled. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. That's the peace that he brings. I mean, it's crazy to think our life won't be troubled. That's why society tries to alter that. Unrealistic expectations are dashed when we live in this world of don't let your life be troubled. Jesus says, even when it's turbulent, I give a different kind of peace. Like in John, it's actually 1633, here's what Jesus says to his disciples. I've told you these things so that in me you might have peace. You know, in this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. If this world were smooth, we don't need Jesus. If everything went right, we wouldn't long for heaven. If this world were perfect, who would need the Prince of Peace? And so Jesus points at the resource, the resource for peace He says, believe in God, believe in me. And then he says this, in this world it's gonna stink, I'm going to another world and I'm doing something really special for you over there. This world will bring challenge, I'm setting up your life for eternity where all of that is gone. What can't change with Jesus, even if our world blows up, here's what can't change, that God loves you. What can't change is you're still his child if you believe in Jesus. What can't change is your destiny is set for heaven. If your checkbook explodes, if your relationship ends, if your job is gone, if your health fades, None of that changes God. None of that changes where you stand with him because of Jesus Christ. None of that changes your eternal destiny in heaven. Problems are temporary. Jesus' peace is eternal. It's eternal. It almost makes a Christian want to say amen or some crazy thing like that. Amen? It's just the reality of it. Here's the third thing. There's a rough road ahead. There's a resource of real peace. And then there's a route to 
peace, the route to peace. How in the world do we get it? I love this because Jesus mentions, you know the way to the place where I'm going, verse four. Now, Thomas, we oftentimes call him Doubting Thomas. He's the one that came up with the questions, but right here, I'm so glad he did. So glad he did because look at the answer that we get. So Thomas says, "Um, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? How can we know the way? I memorized this verse as a kid. Do any of you know it? John 14, 6. I, I, I know it. So if you know it, say it with me. Because Jesus gave the best answer he could ever have given. Tom says, how can we know the way to where you're going? So Jesus said, say it with me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except What's the route to peace? What's the route to peace? It's not through a job. It's not through a check. It's not through a relationship. It's not through a drink. It's not through a pill. It's not through another person. It's not through a purchase. The route to peace, friends, is solely through the person of Jesus Christ. He is peace. The way to true peace is through Jesus, period. And we know that he's the way to peace because look at his life. Look at what he went through. Look at the rejection, the insults, having nothing, being cursed and spat upon and tortured and killed on a cross. And his life was not peaceful. But he's peace. And he gives us peace with God. So the route to true peace is through Jesus. It's through the cross. It's knowing you're forgiven, knowing you're God's child, knowing that he's preparing a place for you, that nothing will ever separate you from the love of God, that he will never leave you or forsake you. Peace comes knowing that he works everything for good of those who love him So the route to true peace, to heart peace, is through Jesus, period. And this shouldn't really be a surprise. Because we know from the Old Testament, the genuine character and identity of Jesus. If you've ever heard Handel's Messiah, it's right out of the book of Isaiah chapter 9. And look at these words as they pop up. This is a beautiful song, it's a tremendous prophecy, but notice what they call Jesus. Would you read it with me? For unto us a child is born. Say it with me. To us a son, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting. And what is it? He's the Prince of Peace. No big surprise. We were told hundreds of years before he was born, this one coming, the Messiah, would be the one that rules peace. He's the one that brings peace, that there is no other resource for peace apart from him. And Jesus proved in his life and in his death that life doesn't need to be peaceful for us to be at peace with God. So I want to talk about as we finish up, here's the test. 
the test of what we trust for peace. What's your go-to when life is rough? This is how we know, genuinely know, what our peace is in. What's our go-to when life is rough? For some people, when life gets rough, when those turbulent waters come, they end up saying, you know what, I, I, need, to, I need to go to the bottle. Or I need to get a hold of these people. Or I need this pill, or I need this purchase, or whatever. Those go-to moments reveal what do we really trust in for our peace when life is rough. I just want to orient us to the Prince of Peace, the one who's given us peace with God, and the one that we don't have to worry about life being okay for our heart to be okay, and that's Jesus. I want us to think about two things, and here's what they are. We need to trust Jesus for eternity. Trust Jesus for eternity We need to believe that he died on the cross, that he bore all of our punishment from God for our sin. We need to realize we'll never have peace with God, peace for eternity, peace with others apart from Jesus Christ. We need to trust Jesus for eternity. And so that moment for you right now would be to say, God, I know I'm a sinner and I know that there's nothing I can do on my own to make peace with you. But I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross to forgive me so that way I can have peace with you. That's the moment, that's the beginning, that's the starting block of our peace with God. Trust Jesus for eternal peace. And here's the last one. In fact, would you stand with me as we finish up with this one? Here's the last one. If you can trust Jesus for the destination, heaven. That's where many people are. Hey, I'm a Christian. I know I'm going to heaven. I believe Jesus died for me. If we can trust him for the destination, we can trust him for the drive here. Think about it. If we trust that he's going to get us to heaven and make us right with God through his death, friend, we can trust that every step leading there here on earth, he's gonna take care of us. He's the peace giver. He's the one to be there in your family and in your finances and in your job and in your health. He's the one that works all of these things for good of those who love him. Trust him for the destination. Trust him for the drive to get there. He'll never screw up. He'll never leave us. So in your head and in your heart right now, would you just close your eyes with me? I asked this at the beginning and I ask it now. Are you experiencing peace right now? Are you experiencing peace? Your life doesn't have to be peaceful for you to be full of peace if you need to talk to god right now if you need to express to him from your heart that that you need to trust him 
and rely in Jesus. Look past your circumstances. Look to his care. Would you do that even right now in your heart, in your mind, and express this to him? I'll give you a moment. Father, we live in a day and in a world that will never promise to give us peace. God, help us to not look for the peace that the world gives, but only for the peace that comes through Jesus Christ, the one who, because of his death, promises our destination, because of his life, He promises the drive. He'll be with us. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your care for us. I pray, God, your peace on us. In unpeaceful times, we rest in you. And we pray this in the name of the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Amen? Yeah, amen.